But yeah, there's Mike. a lot of Honus Wagner. I had to Google him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played One in... Of the greats. Yeah. 1897 to 1917. Dude, this guy is yeah. old. This guy... The Peaky Blinders would call this guy Tito. That's how old he is. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Hey. Ty Cobb's on that list too. up episode seven we just finished six no al yeah we just finished six six was pretty six, good seven. so it's the first time to have two guests yeah to match our ano our number so we're now four medyo madami na tayo dami so for for this this week's topic we're venturing into hobby uh, a hobby that I think most of us are familiar with, or I think something that started when we were young, no? Or, for one, I think some of our parents would collect these, and then for us, the second hobby, I think it's something that started within our youth, no? I think, like, so the generation of our parents, um. Mm. Uh, the guys were like collecting baseball cards. I think that's mm. really what made it the most famous first. And then the other sports followed. And then with our generation, it's we had like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. But right and, now it's really blowing up. No, the card collecting scene is something that's uh, been blowing up. I don't know if it's yep. recent because I've never been into card collecting, but I guess our guest well, can answer. It I later. think that's why we have our guests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's introduce our guest, Al. Okay. So, first up, starting at center. You. <laughs> joke lang. Okay, so we we have Gio Gloria, who's been into cards for, what, mm. almost 20 years now, I guess. Um, he's an wow. avid NBA card collector. And um, what else? Do you collect anything else? Um, like I Shopee guess coins? I do have, like, you... Yeah, Shopee coins, <laughs> and uh, I I think I, I think my Yu-Gi-Oh collections, I know, okay, no man. <laughs> Are you still but, building yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh collection? I actually have a questions for the Yu-Gi-Oh collection no, for later. Na. <laughs> okay, hold that I, thought. I wanted yeah. to make it, but uh, yeah, football also American football cards, mm. yeah, Tom Brady cards, yeah, mostly sports. Nice. Okay, we'll go deeper into that later. Uh, next up, our other guest is the fighting pride of Carmona Cavite, Yay. the one and only, fresh from Singapore, Roy Loyola Jr. Mister Pokemon cards himself. Nice. Oh no, he's chopping up. <laughs> you can turn off your cam. Um, yeah, no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm here. No, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, Ayon. Ayon. Uh, What's up, yeah. Roy? What it do, baby? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Uh, I'm excited to talk about um, this new hobby that I just got into quite uh, fairly recently. So, uh, you know, I've been collecting cards since December of 2020, uh, about two weeks before I left Singapore. 
maybe you can say that it's something that uh, something mm-hmm. took me from uh, of course the sadness I felt from uh, leaving as I ended my program. Um, so uh, yeah, um, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about it, and hopefully I can share some. Uh, I guess since Ray started, yeah. I have. Kasi ever since parang high school and grade school, you've been into Pokemon na. So parang I'm kind of shocked. Or at least you've been into like um, games in general. So I'm kind of shocked na you just started last year, you know, with the Pokemon cards. Yeah, What brought I mean, you into uh, this? I guess uh, um, the main influence was YouTube. Um, I guess a quick background, right? the Pokemon craze started during the pandemic. Um, people just stayed home finding their old cards. Plus the influences of people like Logan Paul and Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Uh, the, the card scene blew up. It's not just Pokemon. Yeah, I saw that video. NBA, NFL, yeah. Um, so that's how it really started. But for me, what, how, how it started was uh, from this YouTuber, uh, his name was Leon Hart. So this this guy back in August or a few months before prior to I watch him right he's super cool super nice he's this former lawyer who quit his job to, to open Pokemon cards essentially on YouTube Collect and cards? then yeah he opens packs on YouTube that's that's what he does he gave up this high paying what I'm assuming is a high paying lawyer job in Texas and um he opened Pokemon cards and I think uh, maybe around uh, March to June. He opened some first edition base set cards, first edition base set booster packs, and he pulled the first edition base set Charizard, which at the time only cost like fifty thousand dollars, Gemini ten PSA ten. So you know the that got me to open a few packs in August, and then I stopped. And then back in December, I opened one again, I opened some again, and uh, I haven't stopped since. Um, yeah, I, I do, I do, I do get what you're saying, Brian, because back in high school we used to play a lot of Magic together. Um, though the po- yeah. my love for Pokemon has not dwindled. Yeah, you've been since into then. a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in December, I also opened some Magic cards. Um, but I mean, my my love for, for Pokemon hasn't hasn't really nice. dwindled much since since grade school. I mean, I still play po- I still play the main series games. I still play Pokemon games. Is the uh, Pokemon Go uh pretty mm-hmm. uh pretty avid Pokemon Go player? But the cards thing stopped after high school. Uh, I, I guess I never saw the the value mm-hmm. in them, and then I just, I guess I saw the the fun in opening. None passes. of us did. Yeah, and I think Geo, you can agree with me. And yeah, when I know opening packs is very addictive. Huh, for sure. Like uh, the thrill of getting something like that Charizard or uh, a LeBron card that's numbered to ten. So the only 10 in the world, it's it's a nice feeling. It's like hitting a big shot in the end or, you know, it's hitting the lottery again. Mystery pack, no? yeah. Do you prefer opening packs versus uh, buying packs versus buying singles? Well, in terms of, as a collector, it really depends on what you want. Like if you have... A player or a team or or a set you're looking for, it's better to buy. But then, it's also nice to try opening boxes. It's even if, for sure, you it will likely be hard to earn back the money 
especially now that the prices of packs and boxes are so high, it'll be hard to earn back the value of the whole box. But you can think of it as like some sort of... Well, I remember a quote from a friend. He told me that, because he's investing in crypto now. So he says that, yeah, the money you put in is like some sort of tuition for you to learn how to invest, when to pull out your investment or not. So in the same way, you open a pack, it's like your education into cards. It makes you realize, am I really willing to keep paying for packs or am I just going to buy singles? So like personally, I, I used to open packs a lot. Like I open maybe one pack every, well, quite rarely, but now I'm into singles so that, you know, it's now that I'm working, it's, you know, I'm focused on saving up. So the budget for cards is quite small. So I'd rather play it safe for now with the singles. Although I guess, Roy, you're now, you, you still enjoy opening packs then, right? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a sealed collector. I buy, I buy booster boxes. Um, maybe I can show my video to you guys for a bit just so you can see. I buy mostly boxes or these elite trainer boxes and I keep them sealed. And that, that's my collection, right? I keep them, uh, I keep them on ice. Uh, but recently, I've been, I've been getting into buying singles, especially the last week. Um, I think the last week saw the highest, uh, <laughs> highest dent to my wallet because I kept buying single cards. Um, yeah. <laughs> Capital <laughs> expenditure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty rough. But I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you say. It, it really depends on the person. Um, you shouldn't. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but considering how much I, I, I spend, I, I really should. <laughs> but it really depends. But for me, so, I think... Wait, oh, Roy Loyola the 8th? Yeah. Roy Loyola the 8th? Mm-hmm. Roy Loyola the eighth is going to sell your collection. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna make a lot of money. He's gonna great, be a great grand, grand yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking no, of but which... just, to, uh, just to go back to what you mentioned yeah. a while ago. Sorry. Um, no, no, I was just saying what's the difference between because No, I'm sorry, there's feedback. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um uh just to go back to the no, to the the booster pack, uh to the box. Why are you collecting the no? Is it is it more um what do you call this lucrative or collect the box instead of opening cards? So I I guess the best way I can explain. Are you referring to? Oh, Sorry, I, I guess the best way to explain. No, because di ba yah sealed sealed boxes. Yeah. The best way to explain it is uh I guess through stocks. These are like my bonds. Uh, these are like treasury bonds for me. These are the safe investment sealed products. Um. They're not as volatile. Essentially, you they may they have a better chance of increasing in value, but not as much as like single cards, you know? Like um Charizards increase in value. You saw that fifty thousand to the three hundred fifty thousand dollar increase. Mm-hmm. That's nuts, right? You don't see that. But for sealed products, they will they they're more steady in their increase, I would say. But I don't plan on selling my investments. I love I love the reference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's a long-term thing, no? 
with, with with the buying of the box compared to opening packs. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Love that reference, considering we could, we just released an episode about bonds and stocks <laughs> and funds. I hope I did so, justice. Like, um, so it's amazing how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good. It so was good. cards have gone from like something that people used to give to kids for like birthdays and everything. I'm sure they still do. Like I me mean, personally, I remember getting my first booster pack of my Pokemon cards. It was like the Jungle series, I think, right? Yeah. I was like five years old. And um and now I guess it's um still us, but then now we're 20 years older and everything. And they've kind of turned into like a form of an investment. So I know Gio sells his cards. He flips them sometimes. But do you do that also, Roy? Not yet. Uh, I have plans on selling some of my uh, some uh, some cards that I really like. I do like them. They have, uh, but I do plan on selling them, or I'm, rather, I'm thinking about it. It's just that they have nice stories. Take for this one full art trainer card that I got, because uh, uh, maybe a quick. Stories that before I left, I would go out with group of friends with groups and groups of five, because that was the rule in Singapore uh, at the time. You know, you I can't you cannot go out with groups uh, if you're a group of more than five. So what I would do was that I I'd get some cards and I'd show show it to them. You know, uh, like introduce this hobby to them. And one time I was out with a group of five and I pulled this rainbow card that's worth about two point five two thousand to two point five thousand pesos. Um, so, you know, I'm planning on selling that card. I just don't know. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll let you know. I have a hard time letting go of my cards. Well, uh, just, I guess, a question for both the Glow and Roy. What is your end game for, I mean, for the end game with the card collecting? Is it something that you really plan on earning from? Or it's really just fun to get cards and uh, collect them um i think it's more of like well for me mainly it's been about collecting kobe bryant cards because like i'm a huge kobe bryant fan so any card that came out that has kobe on it i try to collect it but since he died the prices have been going up so mm-hmm. i've slowed sure. down <laughs> but as much as possible my my goal has always been to collect like to build a collection. Like I remember my dad, he had a stamp collection. So that's his part a mm-hmm. way of collecting and a ball and a pen collection. So like for me, it was about basketball cards. And like part of it, like I see myself like maybe even when I get older, you know, maybe 20 years from now, it'll be something I'll not necessarily hang on a wall, but it'll be something you'll see displayed. And it's something that maybe as you as you said, Roy the eighth, Roy the eighth will do. Even my kids, Gio my Glory the eighth, the ones to sell. It. <laughs> you will see it in an episode in Pawn Stars, no? Yeah. How so about you, Roy? You, I sorry. Wait, wait, just yeah. follow up for, for okay. the glow. So, uh, so your strategy is just mostly to just you. You just accumulate that you like to hold, right? What what makes you decide to sell? Because I remember you telling me that sometimes you do actually sell you posted on some Facebook groups and everything but goes into the decision for that uh, well for that like it gets to a point that you have a card 
that, let's say, you buy it at a certain price, and when you go online and you check the groups, when you check uh, the Beckett prices, it reaches a certain price point where you're willing to let it go. So, like for me, there was one instance I bought a Kobe card. It was I, I, I but personally, it was. I got it at a good price and I already had one. So I didn't really mind having another one. And it got to a point that, well, I've been, I, I would use it as a bookmark actually. So it was something I'd look at. It'd be something I could, you know, just bring out randomly. And then it got to a point that the price was at a point where, okay, this is quite expensive for a bookmark. So I might as well cash in on it. So I decided to sell it. And um, like really, the my my profit for that helped pay for like, uh, I think it paid for my my magic keyboard <laughs> so it was, it was well worth it it helped uh, in that in that end how about you Roy like what's what's your end game with the Man. card collecting yeah, that's a good or question the, pack, the <laughs> box collecting um, I don't know, man. I mean, right now I'm just enjoying it. Um, whether or not I sell it in the future, I keep it on mm-hmm. ice for a long time. Who knows? Um, because I over the past few years I've been trying on and off a lot of hobbies. So, um, maybe in the future I plan on like like the 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 ideal, the ideal is for me to keep them as long as possible, right? So so I'm sort of like a collector slash investor. Um, I keep them as long as possible. And then when uh, they actually accumulate more value, that's when I let them go. Um, so right now, my goal is to... Um, so right now, the Pokemon card game is in the Sword and Shield era. So all of the cards are from the Sword and Shield. Uh, like they're labeled mm-hmm. Sword and Shield after the latest main series games. Not sure if you guys played them. Um, but yeah. So what I'm trying mm-hmm. to collect are these... Elite trainer boxes from each set. That's that's sort of my um, short term goal, and you know we'll see we'll see where I how I uh, where we go from there. Uh, really, just focusing on enjoying it as much as I can and collecting as much Pikachu cards as possible. Pikachu is my guy, number twenty five. It's the twenty fifth anniversary, so you know mm-hmm. he's my guy. He's my guy. He's not sketchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pikachu's. Bili na tayo ng there's a silver Pikachu 25th anniversary. I have one up. actually. <laughs> Check out na. I'm, I'm... <laughs> he has it. Yeah, yeah, man, man. Man. I nice. Inch Pikachu staring at me right now. Wow. Dude. You're all well, in. Maybe nice. I can show you guys. Maybe. Uh, that's what, that's. Yeah. Oh, choppy, choppy. Oh, Damn. That's cool. if you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's... thing. Eh? It's like, well, hello. I probably, I'll probably, I'd probably like that. <laughs> detective Pikachu. <laughs> so yeah, um, with collectibles like um with cards and um shoes and everything, they've slowly turned into investments. I guess, like mm-hmm. what Roy said, it really accelerated because of the pandemic. Like, just uh, for an additional bit of information, I don't know if you guys saw uh, last month, there's a company that paid 
almost $2 million for a pair of Yeezy sneakers. And then instead mm. of just like keeping it for themselves, they're going to sell fractional shares of that so people can buy into it like it's a mutual fund. So I guess eventually when they sell it, they'll all participate in the earnings. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see stuff like that with cards. Like wow. maybe an ETF of cards or, and collectibles eventually, right? It's pretty cool. And um, yeah, I guess that's also part of why we want to have you guys on because you guys have really been in since the, from the ground floor. Like from when these things were just um, set aside and people were thinking about it as stuff for children. But like you've, as we've grown up, you guys have also grown up with the hobby, and you've slowly, um, got gotten more into it and more sophisticated with with it also. So I'm just curious what uh, um Brian already asked about what you guys what your plan is with it also. But then, what do you think the future is for um for cards for the the industry? I guess. I actually saw. I forgot the name of the auction house or the investment. Is that the Sotheby's? No, it's not. It's a new. (laughs) It's not like some up and coming company. (laughs) No, no, it's not StockX. I I look for the name, but they were selling a share of a baseball card, a Mickey Mantle rookie card. Wow! So it's been, yeah, nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, and then I saw they also sell, they were selling shares of a particular old sports car. So they're really into the the buying of a share concept now. But I guess personally, I, I prefer holding the card itself, like seeing it and being able to look at it closely rather than just saying, oh, I own a share of a card that's You're a million miles touch. away. <laughs> yeah. So technically, it's just like, it's like, uh, it's not there with you at, at the moment. Like an NFT. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess that means you're out on NFTs, though. You're not dead in on it. Uh, maybe not at this point. Uh, you can't turn an future. NFT into a book card, into a no, into a bookmark. Eh? Unless, you, <laughs> nah, you unless you like you make you it into a, it GIF. into a profit. Future. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that out the the GIF of the no, the the NBA top shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people print it out. Like, I think Harrison Barnes had this framed. Oh. Yeah. What about you, Roy? Like, especially because you got into cards while you were in Singapore. So I guess the scene there might be a little more advanced versus how it is here. Um, So what do you um, think is in store for the industry moving forward? Well, for one thing, Singapore, I think it's pretty similar. Similar here, right? It's always buy and sell. Um, But before that, I want to comment on that easy thing. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. I don't want to own one 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 hundredth of a shoe. It's a shoe. Anyway, as a, as a guy who has, who, 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 and you're a shoe guy yeah, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. A guy who has more NMDs than Pokemon, no, than there are Pokemon, <laughs> right? No, but it doesn't make. I mean, to me, it doesn't make sense. But hey, I mean, I, I no, no, Joking, no, 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 the collection. I mean, if that's what what those people want. But for me, I'm just waiting for the bubble to burst. I think, as the pandemic, uh, hopefully, wanes down. Things oh, will start to normalize. People will start going out and spending on other things. People will start to leave the hobby. Maybe I'm one of those people. I'm not sure. I, I tend to, I try to be as realis- realistic about this as I can. But to me, I think the Pokemon card craze is going to, uh, it's a bubble. It's going to burst sometime. 
Like these prices are insane. They won't. They probably won't. Maybe I, I hear from some YouTubers they might not go back to the prices pre-pandemic. They might stay a little bit higher than that. But you know, I'm waiting for that because I mean, I have I have a lot of there are a lot of like a lot of the cards that I want are extremely expensive. I was looking at one card now. It's a Pikachu screen, like you know the, the screen painting. So in Japan, they have a promo card of Pikachu, like in that same art style, mm. doing the screen. And I saw one that has light scratches selling for about two hundred twenty-eight thousand pesos. A PSA ten selling for two hundred something thousand on eBay. These aren't last sold prices, but still, right? It's nuts. It's limited, but that's why I'm waiting for this bubble to burst because eventually I think prices are gonna go down, and I can buy more. <laughs> Can buy more of my Pikachu's. Well, the fact because that well, you let me know when that point yeah. bursts, okay? <laughs> Definitely, I'll let you know. Me and my one thousand pesos are ready. Hey man, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, please. So, um, so you kind of, I guess you kind of, we could classify you as bearish on Pokemon, since you think there's a bubble. But you also mentioned that you have a magic collection. So do you feel the same way? Because I know with magic, there are certain things that they do. To prevent this from happening, right? They slowly phase out cards. There's certain cards, only certain cards that you can use. It's for the, magic has playing artists, the game, right? Eh? Me, yeah. me, signature artist, because the, so, the drawing. So, yeah. Like honestly, yeah. I've never played, but then I kind of know a little because it's so interesting that a bunch of economics podcasts always like mention. There are always economics podcasts that have episodes about it, just because of how unique they are. So, um, though magic cards, I think, have also increased in value. I think because when I bought in December, uh, the cards that I bought didn't really increase in value. Um, the thing is, Pokemon also does the face facing out thing. That's more of the collect. That's more of the playing side than it is the collector side. Um, it's essentially like it's it's a supply and demand thing, right? The the less there are of a card, the the more expensive it is. That's why the Black Lotus is one of, of Magic the Gathering is one mm-hmm. of the most is one of the most expensive cards in that game. Or rather, it is the most expensive card in the game. The Alpha Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. I don't know the prices are now because I really stopped buying Magic cards uh, maybe a month after returning. I concentrated on Pokemon because honestly, my funds aren't enough to split into two card games at the moment. But yeah, I would say Pokemon is more valuable than Magic now. It's much more valuable. Especially now with the 25th anniversary, there's so many good products coming out. It's It's insane. Especially, and you know, Magic doesn't have the same traction it does with regard to uh, the on the number of celebrities backing it. Again, we have Logan Paul, right? That name just brings a lot of um, it just brings a lot of um, conversation with it, whether negative or positive. I personally am not a fan of Logan Paul, but the thing is, I can't deny his. His um, influence on the on the, on, on the collector scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't deny that. And you know, these things just started um, this. Um, it just started this this whole craze, right? And I and I think it just off the top of my head, I think also that a lot of people are more nostalgic towards may may maybe more nostalgic towards Pokemon, especially our generation, because when we were younger, it wasn't Magic cards, it was Pokemon, right? When did we start playing Magic cards? Mm-hmm. At least you and I, Brian, you we, we played in high school, or at least some some in grade school, yeah. right? So that's what I that's what I mean. Some grade school, then it went back to high school. Then. Yeah, playing behind the yeah. shrine. 
yeah, I guess that's, it's that's, it's. Yeah. I mean, you can consider because magic's like more of a cult classic as compared to the Pokemon. Because I think the spending rate of Pokemon in terms of its marketing, its branding, it's really good. No, I, I mean compared to Magic, na or maybe we're just not into that scene, but it's not out on a general public kind of sense compared to Pokemon. Na, It's easily, it's more easily accessible. At least the basic stuff like Pokemon Go, the Pokemon uh, video games, no, like it has the, that backing of it. Yeah, that that's probably one of the things mm. also because I, for, I I would read articles where in, uh, the Pokemon trading card game gained more traction when Pokemon Go first released in 2016. So <laughs> there's that. I mean, Pokemon is the most expensive media franchise or the most expensive franchise. It's the most valuable franchise. Right now, so I guess there's also that factor, right? I mean, they spent lo- lots of time. They spent on Katy Perry on their digital concert with Post Malone, so. Yeah, there's that too. That's pretty solid. Pokemon Ball. <laughs> well, you know what they say: we all live in a Pokemon yep. world. So Pokemon is, I guess, the most valuable um, card see now that's uh, well I, i mean in terms of the non-sports cards out there Roy, correct yeah i would say I, i i could say that with more confidence but of course it's better to um i would say that with more confidence at least from my perspective pokemon's the most but again yeah. I, like what brian said a while ago we could just be living in this bubble right wherein i i i only see pokemon Right, but I mean, who? I've never seen a magic card sell for four hundred thousand dollars. I don't think. Last time I checked, Black Lotus was about fifty thousand yeah. dollars. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, fire fire lizards are very expensive nowadays. Flying ones, no. <laughs> well, like oh, um, so just staying on that. What's more valuable now, Glow? Um, basketball well, cards or I baseball think the, cards. The best way to answer that would be like, in the Philippines, it's basketball, and not just because yeah. we play basketball a lot, but also because we have or there are certain players that have connections to the Philippines. Well, at least one you have, Jordan Clarkson. Like his cards are more expensive if you sell them here versus if you sell them in. The states, like he gets a treatment, mm-hmm. like he gets the treatment like any other star in the states. But here, you know, he, he gets you know a card sold, a Jordan Clark Clarkson card sold, whether it's a base or some autograph card. Usually, it's off the market already immediately the moment it's posted. But then, if it's super common, that's maybe the only time you'll ever get to see it um, stay. But Yeah, it's really about location, and sometimes it's also about pop culture. Like, there was a Mark Jackson card that was a hit on eBay, or even here in the Philippines. I saw that because <laughs> yeah, the on on the side of the crowd, you see the the Menendez brothers. Like they were they were reported have killed their parents, and the card shot up in value the moment it was posted. That you know they were there on the card. So sometimes that sometimes the things on the side, not the subject of the card itself, is what makes it a hit. Like um, th- when Kobe died, actually, there there were some cards. Like there was a Dirk Nowitzki card and a LeBron card 
that was priced higher than others because Kobe was on the side. He was either the one contesting the shot or he was the one watching LeBron take the, take the <laughs> layup. So sometimes it's circumstantial. And even misprints. I think, I think I'm not sure if there's any in Pokemon, but a misprint in basketball. like Oh, there are. A player that was misjudged as a rookie. Mm-hmm. That card gets, that's a nice card to collect. Or a player that let's say his name is um, let's say it's Kendrick Nunn. When you see the picture, it's uh, Tyler Hero or something like that. That gets uh, that's the that's a that's a good value card and something to collect, like a piece of history also. Do you have anything like that? Do you have misprints? I think I do. Like I think I have a Josh Hart rookie card, or a quote unquote rookie card, but yeah. he was in his sophomore year. That's one I have. Yeah. Oh, it's a. Interesting thing to collect. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, just to follow up on Aldo's question, do you think um, the, right now NFTs are the thing, especially with NBA, it's the top shot thing. Is it affecting the prices of the cards? Is it contributing to it or is it diminishing? Because people are focused on what's in now eh? as much as possible, what's trending. Eh? So right now, top shots are trending. Did the 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 collector scene for the NBA card shift to that, or parang it just added to the value na? I think well, based on the friends I have who also collect and the others who basketball fans also, it seems like the NFT, the NBA Top Shot, and the basketball cards they're still somewhat separate. So it's not one doesn't necessarily affect the other, but it seems that the those that do get into Top Shot are the newer kinds of collectors, or at least those that are getting into collecting, regardless whether it's a card or hobby. And it seems like the card collectors, the physical card collectors, are they, they still prefer having the card itself and not having to access it through another some other way. But maybe in the future when certain players retire or when they get or people get more well versed into collecting in general you could see some overlaps but right now given the top shot is in its infancy stages when you compare it to cards it's uh, to the literal cards i think it's really a learning phase and the more the take up the more the take up in terms of top shot like the more and more people will use it more and more people will participate perhaps that will add to its credence or credibility not saying that it's not credible but like you know the more people take it up the more I'll be like hey you know let's give this a shot so maybe in time we'll see more overlaps or perhaps one becoming more dominant with the other directly so yeah yeah well personally I prefer having the physical thing rather than living a moment you can always watch it in YouTube. You can always get the GIF on Twitter There's or yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I, 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 I still haven't bought into NFTs. It's more like it's more investing, flipping, blah blah blah, versus like my your yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think as for cards, it's really the physical aspect of it that you collect the game more than anything. Wait, so, I mean, uh, while you guys think of your question, though, I I found the website. Can I add something? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Let's go. Sorry, no, no. I'm just, it's just a quick segue. Uh, some recent events with regard to sports ano, cards. <laughs> no, no. Ah. Recent events with regard to sports cards. Yeah. So this yeah. guy, this doctor from Florida who passed away due to COVID-19, uh, he left his family a sports card collection worth $20 million. Oh, wow. Uh, if you saw wow. that. Woo! And one of, wow. one of what, the what cards... What is the collection? And, and, yeah, here, one of the cards is a 1933 Babe Ruth card. Oh, PSA wow. 9. And this guy from this auction house wow. is saying that it's the most, it's the, it's, it's the most, it's the finest known of its kind. And they expect it to break the record of 5.2 million for any sports card. So that's nuts. Wow. That's nuts. Wow. Dang. I just wanted to share that. Oh, I read that a few days ago. How has it lasted that long and remained PSA 9? That's why. That's crazy. The weather must be nice that's over there. Yeah. Special storage. Oh, I'm curious. Do you, are you familiar? Or how would you? How would someone have acquired cards back in the 30s? Is this from when it used to come I with the bubble gum, or would people buy booster? Bo- yeah. But would buy packs also? I think from yeah, what, what you said, just said from uh, the bubble gum. That's why it's hard to get cards in those conditions. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. To to build up on what Roy said, because I, I watch a lot of um pawn stars. I enjoy that shit. And uh, no, most of the old cards that they they actually trade or they sell there is actually from the bubblegum packs. Diba ba, parang boxes yung mga bubblegum dati with the US. So I guess that's where they build until parang eventually they actually, there was a company that started printing na talaga. It's amazing because I'm sure when people started printing out the cards in the 30s, Wala they didn't lang. expect this to happen, right? Yeah. So it makes exactly. you think also what's going on now that um we're kind of overlooking that's going to be valuable a hundred years from now. Anyway, it's, yeah. it's used to sell the bubble gum lang and just to put the yeah, image just to of kind someone. Of, it's just marketing for the bubble gum, but that bubble gum has <laughs> no more value now. Yeah. mahal pa yung box ng bubble gum. Yeah. That's crazy. Imagine how well, so, uh, oh, fine they have to open it. For it to be mm. a good condition card. Yeah, dude, but before, you know, what's that? In 30s, that's Peaky Blindish era. I can imagine, like, they didn't really care, right? Yeah. Yeah. For it, for so it to be PSA 9, no? Well, there's no unboxing. <laughs> um, question. So we've been talking a lot about PSA, the 8, 9, 10s, and everything. Is there a, like a rating agency for this? Are there accredited people? How would, how would you know like the rating of a card? Okay, I was going to ask this also. Uh, Roy, are you going to go? Or like from the Pokemon end, like how? Or I'll go first. Go ahead. Is PSA for, for sports cards uh, also? Well, it depends because like in the US, I think PSA is much is a much more popular uh, rating company. But here in Manila, usually what the card collectors here go for are the, the Beckett grading services, which is the BGS. So like people here would rather buy a LeBron BGS 9.5 than a PSA 9.5. But of course, if it's a PSA 10, they'll reconsider it but yeah in terms of when it comes to the grading authority sometimes it really depends on where you are like location is super 
is a super big factor. And BGS here is is what the especially the new ones. The new ones really go for BGS. But I know some people who actually would prefer having the raw cards because sometimes when they have when or someone has a card graded, like for them, let's say they feel it's a 10. But when it comes back, it gets a nine or an eight. Sometimes they break the slab, then they have it graded mm-hmm. again. Or sometimes they're not happy. So sometimes they feel like, oh, I didn't get my money's worth when it came to the grading. So there's a certain risk also involved because even if there are certain professional raters or graders, it's still subjective. Eh? Wait, so just on um, the BGS, is it a local agency or you have to send your card Ah, somewhere? they send it to the States. The, the rating agency, I know BGS mm. is in the States. ESA, I think, is also in the States. And so they really send it there. Like it takes, there are people here who have a service where they, comp- they consolidate every uh, group car- groups, groups of people who want to have their cards shipped. So they all send it mm-hmm. to the States. Some can do Express, some can do mm-hmm. the usual number of days. So I think it might take a month or depending on the logistics also. And recently, like I've been hearing that some of these rating agencies had to like stop accepting for now or like for a while because the demand is really huge. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, like now it's super popular and the sometimes it's a, uh, it can be a frenzy. Everyone has so much time. For <laughs> Pokemon, Roy, how is it? It's pretty much, uh, it's uh the, the glow is pretty much on the dot there um it's psa um it's psa bgs and um cgc cgc which is the comic book rating one they started doing cards mm-hmm. as well i don't know when maybe even longer than i, I would have known but um P, i think it really depends on the person right now psa is really over overbooked they stopped some of their services because if i'm getting the numbers right their um their their weekly um card submissions the weekly card submissions was about the same as the is what the same number of submissions that they would get before for three months so it, with oh. the expansion of services they made it more expensive um to grade cards with them like because uh, i from what i understand psa they have s- certain tiers depending on the perceived value of the card like you can only put uh, you can only have it graded a certain amount if it's an expensive card or something like that so now uh, in the Pokemon community in the Philippines, I only see BGS submissions. So the only, um, which is pretty expensive already. But it's pretty much the same. Some people like them raw. Some people like them in slabs. Some people do break them if they feel like it's, um, it's, it's worth like a 10 instead of a 9. Or if, for example, it's a BGS 9 or a BGS, uh, yeah, a BGS 9, which converted to PSA is about a PSA 10. Something like that, if I'm getting that right. Um, they might break it, switch to another company, stuff like that. Because uh, it's really, it, uh, the glow is right. It's really human error. It's, it's down to human um, perception or human, the subjectiveness of like a person looking at the, the centering, the edges, the surface, you know, the, these criteria. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty similar. So how thorough are these grading agencies? I mean, kasi diba parang kunyari for restaurants, you have the Michelin rating guide. Is it as prestigious as that na parang 
the rating is more or less low. I think, well, it's not exactly like the Michelin stars, but there are certain, there's a certain um, distinction when it comes to having a highly graded card. Like the the most pristine, or at least the best rating you can get is the black label. So it's 10, then you get 10s all around. And then what's interesting also about these, uh, you know, the grading, like, like at least at the BGS, like I've seen more BGS, uh, car- BGS graded cards. So there's like a population. So I think you can go to their website and then you can see how many cards in their database were graded the 9.5, how many were graded 10. So you can, so if you are planning to sell the card, you can say, na, oh, here's a BGS 10 and the pop is 2. So you can have one of two cards in the world that are black label. And sometimes they post the, mm. the site where you see the card, then you see pop. So you'll know the population is just two. So there's that certain kind of um, distinction for that and selling point, or at least to increase the value. Yeah. So besides the actual number of the card, let's say a LeBron James one, if it's like... Uh... Uh, BGS 10 uh, black label and then punyari, that's the only one rated it, it really ups the value as compared to like a LeBron one that's just not yet rated I guess yeah like um, the same card whether or not it's numbered so a graded mm-hmm. a graded or at least a mint version of that is sometimes maybe depending on the card like it could be double the price mm-hmm. of a regular card so like in any hobby or in any card uh, collecting scene condition conditions are very sensitive to price and lalana with the numbers kasi, like if a card is numbered to 10 it's 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 kobe and in the picture he's wearing the jer- the eight jersey so mm. if the card is eight out of ten they call that uh, ebay one of one or well, I prefer just see, calling it oh the eight. It's the jersey numbered card. So imagine you're the only one with a jersey numbered card, eight on eight, and you know that makes it more unique. And for a collector, it's super nice. For a a, a flipper, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect card to sell, or at least mm-hmm. one of the perfect cards to sell. It's kind of like that in Top Shot also now. <laughs> There's an emphasis on the number ones and the jersey number so my uh, very serious question for the two of you is what's stopping you guys from just putting your powers together and making your own age ratings agency you can make it like <laughs> gloria loyola ratings right G-L- i mean you guys have the know-how and everything um like, what, what are the what did the major like are there any major barriers to that there are a lot of people doing that now um, there are a lot of uh, G- there's this GMA agency there are a lot of new agencies popping up but the thing is it's hard to beat the reputation of the the two or three rating agencies that you have right I see I see these grading companies and you see their labels and it's like I'm, I'm not gonna waste my money on this I'd rather just buy a PSA PSA graded card you know what I mean uh, or a BGS gold or a BGS black uh, a, a, a 10 card you know what I mean it's 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 that it's it's their reputation 
Yeah, and that's something you can't buy. Go over that wall. I guess you pay Mr. for Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> well, at least from my end na lang, um, also. Um, like, personally, I don't, I'm not, I'm not in favor of, like, grading because it's very relative. But, I mean, for me, whenever I buy a card, I really think that, I, I mean, I take time to look at it, but not, like, over-scrutinize. And so, for me, that, that that's already good enough. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a super 10 out of 10 because if you buy a card now from a card made in 1996 or older, you can't expect it to be perfect or at least it's very rare to see something that's been really taken care, you know, like, someone really took lengths to take care of it. So... Sometimes, okay, if it's a if it has a bit of yellowing, yeah, you you'll be fine with it. But for me, I mean, it's really it should be that the beauty of the card is in the it's it's up to the collector really to determine the beauty of his or own collection. So yeah, I mean, and I agree with Roy. You'd rather buy a graded card rather than have pay for it to be graded because the price of the grading itself must have been accounted already into the the card or at least the selling mm-hmm. price how much does it cost to grade the grade i'm not so sure but it's yeah if you send it over there you have to pay something right yeah, yeah. yeah wow yeah i think i guess that factors into the price of it itself yeah yeah it, it's so interesting how it's it's so intricate it's really such a wormhole it's an entire industry on its own, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you guys like? Um, what do you guys consider like your favorite card now? Like, what's the most valuable piece that you have? If you're okay with talking about it, and if you can show it to us also, yeah. Don't don't tell. Don't announce where you live, because yeah, someone yeah, might yeah. try. It. <laughs> <laughs> just just to be safe. Yeah. But you know, right? And the story behind it also, if you'd, if you'd like. Um, well, for me, the the most valuable one, I mean, not most valuable, but sentimentally, I guess it's this one here. I'll put it near the camera. It's a, it's a Kobe autograph. Um, so this is the first one actually I got. This is the first autograph I got. So it worked out that the set, it's, this set is something I particularly like. Because mm-hmm. it looks like it's, it was painted on. So that's mm-hmm. the canvas effect. And then um, he's also wearing the jersey. One of my favorite Laker jerseys, the Hollywood Knight. So it's like a shirt the jersey. The black one. Yeah, yeah, the black one. Yes. And then it's also numbered. So it's numbered 20 out of 35. So for me, wow. it, was, it was a good buy. It was for me the perfect way to start getting Kobe autos. So... That one is the, this one is perhaps one of, or if perhaps it is the most, my most valuable one in terms of uh, personal value. But I mean, if in reality, all the autos I got are for me are my favorites. Mm-hmm. So that I means got, there's only, there are only 35 of that in the world. Yeah. But in terms of, because um, they, like for this set, they make it, depending on like there's a sapphire ruby version so like the ruby version it sounds like i'm talking about pokemon yeah. <laughs> but uh, the ruby version the sapphire they're 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 lower in number so like rubies are out of for some sets they're out of 10 so they're only mm-hmm. 10 in the world 
sapphire maybe 25 i think this one is just the base so that's why it's 35 mm-hmm. so it's very there's so many variations that you know if you're really super dedicated you can get all but you know it's gonna cost a lot how did you find this card ah someone posted it in the groups he was letting go of his kobe's and then I think this is one of the first ones he let go. So I messaged him and he, we uh, paid for it immediately because, um, you know, sometimes when you pay for it, it, it's as good as sold already. So just to secure the slot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sometimes Facebook is the best place to find these cards. Of course, you got to be careful because there can be people who scam and run away with your money. Has it happened to you? Thankfully, no. Um, it, I've seen a lot of people, especially now that cards are so popular. Um, a lot of people either they make the mistake, or at least be, they they're complacent that they they pay. F- they as a seller, they ship the card first before getting the payment, and then there are also some buyers who. Unfortunately, they see a picture on Facebook. Someone just grabbed the photo. So there are a lot of things. That, that's why vouching is super important. And it happens. I mean, vouching happens in all a lot of hobbies. So even if you've been a veteran collecting, sometimes it's good to vouch, especially if you've never dealt with someone. Mm. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, super. So what year is that, Kobe? This one, ah, okay. So, what I added to it eventually was that it was 2015 2016, so this was the retirement year, also. Yeah, yeah, wow, ah, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, that adds to the sentiment, yeah, of, yeah, because yeah. yeah. when you said Hollywood Nights, the first thing that went into my head was, Oh, he sucked, yeah, but then now that it's 15 16, it's like, Oh, it wasn't so bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah Jordan 15, Clarkson, but, Randall, yeah. yeah. D-Lo. Yeah. What about you, Roy? Do you have one of those Charizards? Or um, a special Pikachu? I do. Yeah. I oh, do, baby, I know where you live. Not, <laughs> <it's> not, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that one. It's not. It's the same art. It's just that they reprinted that. So there's this set called XY Evolutions that came out five, six years ago, four, five, six years ago. And uh, yeah. they, what they yeah, set is like familiar. nostalgia. It's it's made of nostalgia. Uh, the cards are like the same art, same attack, same style. Just the, the card has a different format. And my cousin and I, it's in the States now because my cousin from the States, he he gifted me this this uh, small tin that had the pack of those. It had the one pack. And then he opened it for me uh, on video. And then we were mm, he nice. was sifting through it. You know, it's the last card. When we saw the red, it was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Then he opened <laughs> it from the top. And then they saw, we saw that that evolved from Charmeleon, and then we went wild. Nice. It's, it's, it's not that That's expensive. The best $100. Yeah, it is. Can you, show us, can you show us the card? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have it. it with me. I don't have it with me. It's in the States. But I want to show you. When did they bring it here? That I have now. When did they bring it here? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. What are you waiting for? They're going to have. Are they going to check that in? Badly centered. So, sold. Honestly, okay. I mean, I'm not a fan of Charizard. The... Sorry, guys. I'm not a big fan of Charizard. No. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a Pikachu guy through and through. I'm, I'm a big Squirtle <laughs> guy also. 
But this is the most expensive <laughs> car that I have now. It's the Tyranitar V alternate art from the latest set. I got it recently. I bought it from a guy on Facebook. And the, oh. just to you know the, the importance of vouching or the importance of um, being wary. So it's an alternate card, alternative art. Uh, so I bought it for about, uh, I bought it for expensive price. But uh, the guy was selling it for cheap. But I, I told him I want to pay a bit more for a fair price because the guy's reason for selling it was a, a pretty noble cause. And I thought it was fair to sell it at the price it sold to me for. Market price. And then this is the card that got me started in collecting again in December. Oh, that yeah. looks so nice. Oh, yeah, that looks so nice. This that looks Pikachu really nice. Poserox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the story behind this was I, I, I just wanted to buy a random pack. I wanted to buy a random pack at a card store and when I opened it with some friends over dinner we saw it oh wow that's so cool and then we saw it, it cost about $40 now it's about 70 70 US 50, 60, 70 US and I got it for wow. the price of a booster pack so yeah I want to have this graded yeah I mean everyone loves Pikachu and this everyone set loves there's a Pikachu. rainbow Pikachu VMAX which is the fat Pikachu yeah it's 15,000 pesos about so that's the most expensive card wow. in the set and this is the second most yeah, so you can see the. So they haven't the changed the back. Pokemon cards are like. They haven't changed the back. No, they haven't. It's still the same. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's the Japanese. It's the Classic. Japanese cards. It's the Japanese cards yeah. are different. See, this okay. is the Japanese one. Oh, ever yeah. since or just recently? Ever since Ata. No, recently, recently. Okay. I, really? Not, no, yeah. the, the 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 old Japanese card had pocket monsters at the back. Oh. So this is fairly new. There's so, so much nostalgia that comes to me when I see the back of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a Doug Triorin with the holo. Eh? I have a question. When you guys buy from, let's say, sellers online, do you just lala move the card? Depends on where it is. Pre-pandemic, I would meet up. like okay. uh, Every mm-hmm. Saturday before, uh, like yeah, there was yeah. a, the the NBA cards community would meet up in Robinson's Galleria. So okay. mm-hmm. you meet there, you can do all your sales there. Uh, sometimes though, like if the seller lives in Mahati, you usually meet up in Mahati. Or but now like every time it's always about shipping the now. So like you have a grab and then whether you're the seller or the buyer, because or at least like from my end, when I sold or when I bought, there was always a one of us would always show pictures of like, okay, the impact, this is it. So it's like proof and also secure to be safe then for both sides. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, it was really about shipping now. But before, you know, you'd want to meet the other collectors as well. Like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the collecting itself, you're developing friendships, relationships with these guys. I said, in the end, they could even help you look for other cards and they, then you guys can even team up to open a box so it helps offset costs. Or, yeah, I mean, hobby like this is something that's nice when, when it's communal yeah. and when you're all having fun together, walang basagan sure. trip or anything like that. It's perfect. It's one of those things, I guess, where um, it's more fun with the network. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, you, you can all just look for each other's stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, we had... Um, so it's just two episodes ago, um, we had Gabby Del Rosario talking about vintage t-shirts. 
and he said something very similar about how like they would look for each other's like everyone knows that Gabby likes horror t-shirts and they so like everyone in the community when they see would a share. horror t-shirt yeah, yeah they, they tell him yo I found this horror shirt and everything and goes I guess the same with you when people see a Kobe Bryant they go okay I'm gonna tell the glow or if they see like a Pikachu they're gonna say ah let's tell Roy yeah it's like an auto tag mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's, it's what you call last one or poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your community just helps. Uh, you. Well, Thanos is busy today. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay. So, I guess um, to wrap it up, but uh, how, how would you recommend if, if someone wants to get into the hobby, get into the world of cards, what's the best way to start? Do we buy the box? Do we get booster packs or yeah? I look think for a card. The best, or at least an ideal approach, would be to know what you want. Like, let's say, for example, you have a favorite player. Na might as well start collecting him already. And um, let's say you're you really want to try out boxes. Why not give it a shot? But it's it. There's no shame in asking a lot of questions, especially the right ones. Mm-hmm. So like if you want to keep asking asking around, go for it. And you have to understand, Rin, as a collector, that sometimes your preferences would change. Let's say now you want to collect Kobe and that's it. But as you go along in the hobby, you want to collect Kobe and some other players. So it's it's gonna evolve. Your your collecting preferences will evolve. So that's one thing. And I guess the other thing is you appreciate the journey. Like the whole experience is uh, it's gonna be fun, and there will be times that you'll really have to like, you know, ask around or maybe don't need to rush on a sale or even a purchase. So it's all about you know making careful choices also, and have fun. Yeah, I think that's the main point of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's fun more than anything, and I guess the mm. making money off it is just incidental. It is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna cause you stress if you treat this treat it as an investment, right? Mm. And like how Modori was saying, oh, he's just waiting for the bubble. Imagine if you get in on it, you invest a lot of money for the purpose of speculating, and then just yeah. the bubble goes against you, the trend goes against you. All of a sudden, no one wants it. I guess like. If you guys are familiar with Beanie Babies from 20 years ago and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the, the Beanie yet. Babies, yeah, they had the bubble. Dude, you were born in 2000. Come on. Tinaksin mo na yung vinta nung 2000. Okay, and you know, because, you know, if you, if, you, if you got the Beanie Babies for as an investment, look it up. Or if you just like looking at them, good value, right? Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Fun. Yeah. Like the like cautionary... We... Uh, go ahead, sorry. It's like the cautionary tale that uh, a friend of mine in, the, uh, in collecting would tell me. Everyone bought a lot of Amari Stoudemire cards. And he's my favorite... I mean, he's one of my favorite players. <laughs> yeah, so, he is. <laughs> so, like, people back then bought a lot. They bought it at, you know, 2,000 pesos at, or so at, at high prices, given the man he was performing well. But now you can buy Amari cards for 50 pesos. So wow. as a person who belatedly liked Amari, I mean, who liked Amari, especially 
back then as a player. I mean, now I can buy more of his cards at more palatable prices. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like now the new ones coming in, if you're buying a, at least a Tyler Hero card for five, five figure, good luck. And make sure he really plays well because that five figure price would be painful if he doesn't pan out like uh like a I don't know like a star like Diba the Donchich when when Lucas he... the second yeah the four hundred it's the second it's the after. second most valuable uh like the second biggest uh transaction so far right yeah one off I think Yanis yeah. and Don was it when he won or nag rookie of the year ba siya nun? that's why he... here let me pull it up I was looking at it earlier yeah, actually yeah. when when Luca just got when his card started coming out his autographs were at least I think first first sales already were the tens of thousands already so just entering into the Luca cards would be quite expensive good luck <laughs> yeah like so exciting buy- about Luca is you're buying him as his career is progressing so it's really speculative Yes, it it's is. not like Mickey Mantle who's play, who played seventy years ago. <laughs> like you're you're paying for a future value. That's the yeah. That's the okay. Thread. Yeah, here I have it. So this is the one that I was I was asking you about because, um, if you look at the list, it's either old baseball players or basketball play current basketball players. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. the trend was going from like old baseball, and now people are getting more into basketball as basketball gets bigger. So the number one is Mickey Mantle, five point two million. Ooh, it's a wow. 1952 tops, and then the second one is a LeBron 0304 rookie patch autograph, 5.2 wow. million also. Uh-huh. That LeBron card, I would see it like in the Changes before. Really? Wow. Yeah, because that was uso, pero mahal na din. It was like maybe one two thousand pesos yeah. in what in 2003, 2004. That's already that was a lot of money. Is it the the Changes with the binders in uh, Yeah. Yes. I think yes. I went one time and I got a LeBron and a Kobe card. Yeah. With the JC? Yeah. No, it was just a... I mean, I, I at that time, I wasn't thinking about jerseys or autos. You're just, you're just having yeah. fun. It's one of the cards. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I found a site. The site where they sell shares for the cards. It's called Rally. Okay. So you, can, you can trade the share your shares of cards. Like, they... They auction off shares to baseball players, basketball players, and then things like Kobe's shoe. Like they had the Adidas, wait, I mean, you know, they were selling. Would, the would you want the Dude, share? Those of Kobe shoe, twos, the Kobe twos are so ugly, but then they're so unique that I guess they've become a little, they've become iconic, right? Is that the Adidas one? Yeah, hero. You could dollar wear them earlier this week. Yeah, hero. This is the, I mean, the screen, oh, well, it won't show, but like, <laughs> the, the one LeBron wore, Kobe yeah. gave him. Kobe gave him a pair. It's the one I the, saw that the USA. Yes, yes, it, it's, yeah. it's, one, it's one size too small for LeBron, but he wore it just because it was from Kobe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. injury. Yeah, sorry, I, I was. Uh, Mike Trout was number four apparently, so it's not just all old baseball players. Mm. But yeah, there's Mike, a lot of Honus Wagner. I had to Google him. Hmm. Yeah, he played One in of the grades. Yeah, ni- eighteen ninety seven to nineteen seventeen. Dude, this guy is yeah. old. This guy, the Peaky Blinders would call this guy Tito. That's how old he is. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Ty Cobb's on that list too. No, this Honus Wagner fifth, sixth, 
fifth, sixth, eighth, and ninth. Number seven, Mickey Mantle. And number 10, <laughs> Tom Brady. The baby. 2000 playoff contender autograph. Uh, yeah, that's point, his, that's his best. 2.25 million. I mean, sorry, the best rookie card, rather. Yeah. But there's a signed version out of that card, so. Yeah. Tom Damn. Brady. Yeah. You so Tom Brady it. kicked out Kobe Bryant. Oh, he did? 11th is Kobe Bryant, 1.79 million. Is it the top scrum? Yeah, ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. That card used to be like I think sixteen thousand pesos. Now it's Very wow. I feel like if they sell that Kobe Bryant again, it's more expensive because of his Hall of Fame. Dude, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I feel like people are holding the Kobe's right. They're not just dating them. No, no, yeah. Not. The ones you see on the market are likely the ones you can easily get. So, the rookie cards, no, most probably. Yeah, and yung mga, ano, the bago, mga the new players. Afro Kobe cards. Uh, yeah. I guess what happened to Kobe is like kind of what happens with art, with traditional art. Yeah. Like the, the art. artist dies all of a sudden. Like there's just a boom. And because Kobe died young, there's a lot more interest. And then just really like, oh my gosh, my dog is back. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be part yeah. of the show. Yeah, no, I mean, so like the Kobe's, yeah, the Kobe's really right, sh- shot up in value, right? Because even me, I'm just a casual observer and then I see it a lot also. And it always comes out. Like there was a time you can get Kobe autographs for like 5,000 pesos. Or like, I mean, that, and that's because he's one, he's, a, he's the star, at least the one at the highest level who has the most autographs. So just pretty easy to get auto- his autographs. He's, so he's like, accessible. Times four agad. Parang ganun yung feeling. <laughs> so, wala na. The barrier was shut down. <laughs> I mean, by closed. Especially now, no? Parang a lot of people are into it. So, I guess the movement of the cards are faster now. Yeah. And it's easy to store. Because like it fits in your hand. So, it won't take up much space. Compared to comics. Like comics, you need to make sure that the, that none of those bugs get into the paper. You need to buy the box, and then you have to stack the boxes. Tapos hindi folded. Yeah. Sometimes when the comic arrives, you see it. Ah, oh, it has that. Uh, you know that the elephant ears, ba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to read it, you know, lightly, eh, because the the comic papers are always super thin. Yeah, that's true. Like. I know. Actually, comics the the prices went up, but it did not. I mean, the the rise wasn't as drastic as like basketball cards. Mm. Like the only time comics would go up would be first appearances of certain characters, or if um if a series is a comic series is being turned into a Netflix show. Oh, like, that's when it you know it increases its value. Yeah, it does. Or a movie, rather. Yeah, like um. Forgot, uh, forgot. There's a time when uh, the people were selling uh, the certain same comic. Ah, I know Miles Morales. Oh and yeah, yeah. His comics went up because because of, of the, the game. Yeah. yeah. It, it it there are really a lot of factors to it. No? That, yeah. The fact cards. It's just. I I guess similar to the shirts. No, it's just it's not the nostalgia na anymore. Hmm. Uh, supply demand. Uh, but 
nostalgia is still, I guess, the biggest factor of it. For sure. Definitely. And people have more time in their hands at home also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we like some more people. Nalina, when you work from home, you can kind of split your focus sometimes. It's easy to get away with stuff. Looking <laughs> <laughs> at other things. <laughs> Roy, do you have uh, do you have baseball cards also, or is it just Pokemon and Magic so far? So I have some baseball cards, uh, uh, but the two most important ones are my Albert Pujols <laughs> cards. Cardinals. Those are my number ones. Dodgers, woo! <laughs> he got his first home run today too. I'm very proud. I'm very happy. I think Pujols Cardinals cards. I'm happy he still gets to play. Yeah, yeah, they're Pujols Cardinals, but one, oh. one of them was... Wow. One, yeah, so... So yeah. are you going to start... Are you going to start building up I... your Honus Wagner collection also? <laughs> no, man. Um, it's more of building up, building up my <laughs> Pikachu collection. There's so much to collect. That, that's all I want, man. I want my yellow cheeks. I want, I want my red cheeks. So, uh, well, I guess... Because um, what's nice now is we have a bit of a contrast. The glow's been at it for a couple of years now. He's kind of grown old with the hobby. And you, Roy, you stopped for a while. But then now you're back. So yeah, we have very different perspectives. So if I, if I guess people want to follow your path, like maybe we have a couple of listeners who are super interested, but they don't know where to start. How can they do what you did? Or like, is, is there also something you would have done differently if you can just, if you were going to start again today? Maybe our 10 listeners would appreciate right. the advice. Yeah. Start differently is to go back in time to 1997 and 1998 and buy myself a first edition base set. That's crazy. You should just, uh, yeah. But for those who want to start now, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine that it's so upset. It was so, not, not super Dude, accessible. Dude, It was there, you know. Booster packs <laughs> no, cost thousands of dollars. During Tens that time, it was mahal na rin for us. Eh. Dude, so, I remember it was 150 pesos. When I would go to SNR, yeah. that time it was still called Price Smart. I would ask Price my Smart, grandparents yeah. to buy me one every single time we were there. Just one at a time. Yeah. My mom I would get, to get the Blastoise with the rain dance. My mom would get mad because it's mahal mahal naman yan. Card lang yan. Like, yeah. Wala. Well, uh, Brian, thing. call your mom. Let but I mean, like, just saving one. $500. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude. No, a first edition base set booster pack costs tens of thousands of That's dollars. Mom, I missed my chance. One booster pack, or even a th- even thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah. But still, right? That's minimum fifteen thousand pesos. But no, no, it's not. It's not a thousand dollars for sure. That's like ten. Those are. That's the price of the booster packs ten years ago. But no. The advice I'd give is really to just determine what you want to start with. Do you want to start with sealed booster packs? Do you want to open packs? Do you want single cards? Just determine that and then, you know, you go from there. Um, do you want to start, if you have a lot of money, do you want to start vintage? Or do you want to go for the modern sets? I, for, for one, started with the modern sets because I think the modern sets are, you know, pretty well made and they're more accessible to collectors. Do you want to start English or Japanese cards? Japanese cards are pretty cool. So it's really determining what you want. And then just go from there. Just start. Go join communities. Uh, go see if friends are interested in it. Also start together. I started alone, but you know I had the support of a lot of friends who wanted to see me open packs. So it was from it was from there 
And then eventually, like what Gio said a while ago, you're going to start looking for communities. You're going to start seeing people who would support you making bad financial decisions. <laughs> so, you know, it's there, you know. And from there, just enjoy it, honestly. I'm trying to get my girlfriend into collecting cards because um, I give her like the cards, like common and uncommon cards. And, you know, she really enjoys them because mm-hmm. we all play Pokemon Go. So there's that, you know, it's just looking for your community, just looking for those people nice. who enjoy it with you. And, you know, just just uh, just uh, go and, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. Nice. So it's, it, I think, I guess the advice we got from both of them is collect to have fun no? rather than collect to flip. I, I, a lot of people I see really collecting to sell. For sure. Yeah, yeah. scalping yeah. and the hobby. And what's nice about this is you, you can see that it really sparks joy for the two of you. And mm. with everything that's been happening over the past year, that's really just the most important thing. That if, you, if it's something that makes you happy and it's not like illegal, you're not breaking the law, <laughs> you're not hating anyone, and just go ahead, do it. And uh, it's pretty cool. And I am probably going to look for my old cards tonight. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think my mom gave mine away. Oh. Okay, so she said it was too expensive, and then after that, she gave it away. <laughs> no, because you usually buy on the starter deck, diba? and then you buy booster yeah. pack. So I, I, I kind of have a lot na. Pero like, we had the spring cleaning at one time, <laughs> a few years back. I started uh, with the no. Um, I had the starter deck of the Pokemon with the Machamp. Yeah, same. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and then with Pokemon, uh, with Pokemon, with with basketball, uh, I have this funny story where, um, right after Dwight Howard became Rookie of the Year, he came here for they used they fly in the NBA players here, right? So mm. we we made it the point, my brother and I, we went with my dad to Arenetta to watch, and then we were walking around to the Dwight Howard rookie card, that, <laughs> um, we got from a booster pack and the ball pen, and the, and the marker. So the first time we had him sign it. It didn't have ink. Oh. Yeah, shit. but then, yeah, we were oh, lucky right. enough that on that night, we also had tickets to like the concert, whatever, and they made them like sit in front and everything. And then we did it again, and then he signed it. Nice. But of course, we're um, posmados in the jeans and everything. So the little, I know, but it, it's somewhere here. It's like it's we have albums for those things and everything. It's like PS8 and. Uh... Dude, for sure. It's like PS8 too. <laughs> <laughs> it's PSA for me stands for Pasmado Sweaty Aldo. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have seen this, Dwight Howard touched the same the same hands that uh, no, protect the rim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look for a Tyreek Evans starting half. Your favorite player, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my Both 25 and 5. Like, he's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's my guy. Still the last rookie to do Whatever it. That means, he's my guy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I have a, I have a story. It. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if I told you this, Aldo, but um, actually, it's a it's a rejection story. <laughs> a card. I was supposed to have this card signed. Um, yeah. So, Kobe came to Manila. Is it 2007? You have a picture with him. Yeah, it's that. It's that. Yeah. It's actually, that moment. So yeah. So I remember cutting. I remember leaving early from class. Like I remember times to get a chica. So I'm gonna leave. Except to see Kobe. Like I told him that. And he's like, oh, okay. And so I left. <laughs> so so we go to the Nike store. And the this is, I think it was his publicist or like one of his people. 
So Kobe, she, she was like, okay, Kobe will not sign autographs. But my dad was like, no, 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 just like, go, go, go. Like, bring, bring the pen, bring the card. Who knows? Maybe he might change his mind. Okay. So Kobe comes in, he shakes everyone's hands. And I think, I don't remember, but I think I like I, I had the, the card extended and the marker there. And he didn't sign it. Oh. Like at that moment, I was like, crap, okay, that sucks. But I was like, I don't remember if I shook his hand after that, but I think I did, or maybe I, I didn't. But like, so you haven't washed your hands since then? No, no, man. I think I, I, I 14 years, but I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same. So yeah, like he did sign it, but yeah, that picture is there. And um, I guess it's a unique story, even though it's a rejection it is. story. Yeah. You should frame yeah. it with you should frame the picture with the card. Or you, or you take a video of yourself talking about the picture, you show the picture, you upload it, NFT. Boom, baby. Mm. Oh, that's a nice idea. <laughs> that would get me into NFT. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess because like um with the basketball players or with athletes in general, they know that people sell memorabilia, right? Mm-hmm. Um you get Jordan jo- jo- I know Jordan notoriously like wouldn't sign autographs. Or like he would sign autographs as a favor. He would ex- expect something in return, yeah, because they know that there would be there's a lot of money involved with stuff that they sign. And I guess with the boom now, it's just kind of a little more. It's magnified, mm-hmm. if anything. Yeah. Right? So that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because I mean, even in the moment, they knew it was big, but I don't think they would have expected it. It would be this big. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, LeBron is signed with a company that's not um, with Upper Deck. Upper Deck used to make the cards, or yeah. well, I mean, NBA cards. But now that they the NBA signed an exclusive deal with another company, LeBron's cards actually, Panini. yeah, Panini. LeBron's cards went up because he doesn't sign autographs anymore. <laughs> so there's that second factor, pa. That's why that's why LeBron cards are higher than Kobe cards. So he's like at the at, at the level of Jordan because they're both actually upper deck athletes. Okay. So there's that factor, pa. Oh, and this was fun. Super. But before we close, <laughs> baka you you have anything to plug? Social media, uh, stores uh, that you want people to follow or follow your so- personal social media accounts, or if they have questions. <laughs> Unless the person not comfortable giving giving your your account away, that's okay. Roy, you're well, no, you I mean, you do your openings, right? You want to oh, plug yeah. it? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I do that for fun. But oh, if plug muna. Plug muna. Twitch.tv/slash Roy Loy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Twitch.tv/slash Roy Loy. I mean, I do. Roy Loy. Pelang way. Pelang way. Interested. I'm three, no. Five Five. Hey, what if someone plugs in no, one? I don't, I don't remember because I, I use I use my Pokemon Go username and it has seven, but I know Twitch didn't allow me to have seven. Uh, where where, so where are the Ys? After the Roy or after the Loy? Um, it's one Y at Roy and then it's um, it's five Ys at Loy. Right. Oh, no, no. It's seven. Sorry, it's seven. Yeah. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Roy Loy. With, uh, the seven Ys are at the end. Roy Loy with Sorry, seven guys. Ys. I, don't do, I haven't done streaming much, but I'm going to do one soon. Yeah. Because I got some Japanese sets. Nice. I got some Japanese sets and a Shining Fates um, box that I plan to open on stream for some um, for, for those who are interested. Look out for that unboxing. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you now. Brian told me before the show that we have 10 listeners. Nice. So that's 10 more people to watch your stream. So you better yeah. get the link right. 
Two, two of those listeners yeah, are Aldo and I. Slash Roy Loy, seven Ys at the end. Or if you're interested, just, you know. And if you know me, you can message me anywhere. Um, I really, like, this is a really fun hobby. Mm-hmm. And I want people to be, inclu- to, to, you know, to join it as much as possible. Yeah. Because it gets really For addictive. Sure. Be responsible yeah. about it, dude. And I know you. You just like me. Nice. Whenever we get into something, we're crazy, uh, <laughs> addicted to it. Especially if it's not like school related, yeah, we, or work related. Yeah. We get a little too passionate, even if it's just a stupid phone game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, for sure. I've been playing Pokemon Go since 2016. I mean, I think that that's proof. Dude, my my life still has not recovered <laughs> from pocket play planes. That plane. <laughs> <game. laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> What about you, Diglo? Uh, well, I do mostly, I mean, I'm like mostly on Instagram. Um, my handle is the glow. This time it's only three O's. I, I don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think I thought it, thought it through. So three O's was fine. But I'm also on Twitter, which is also the glow, which is four O's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm also on this new app. It's a uh, bookshelf. It's bookshelf, but without the E. So like we curate, the people that curate um, articles, whether it's theirs or other people's, like they create shelves where you can read certain articles that or pieces or tweets that people like. So I'm there also on bookshelf. I have a shelf dedicated to basketball. Um, I also, well, Aldo and I actually write for Ballers PH. So if you can, if you want to follow the way. Um, Check you know, it out. Late, yeah, latest for, for, for the ballers out there. Yeah, it's on Facebook. <laughs> Not just any ballers, PH ballers. Ballers, <laughs> PH, you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if you guys are if you guys are interested with um for the glow card stuff, you should really check out his Instagram. Like his Instagram is like a lot. It's like a lot of Kobe stuff. The glow with three O's. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it just alternates. It's basically family or Kobe, which I guess Kobe's family at this point. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sure. yeah, it's it's fantastic. You guys should check it out. Now that you've plugged it, I got to post more now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's really yeah. nice. Like, I, I remember at one point in time when I saw it, I was just like, did he change his page to a collector page or is this to this personal page? Because it's like, really nice. It's really good it. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Boss, Thanks for joining us. You should do us. this with your Pokemon then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember Roy's Instagram because his photographs, Roy got into photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw that. And, um, I don't really use social media as much anymore. Which na lang. It's more of Facebook for buying. It's stream. Watch your stream. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Roy Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. This was fun. Thanks, for, yeah. I think. Thanks for having us. This was yeah. fun. It's fun to talk about hobbies because with people, especially if they're really Super. into it. No? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. guess our, what we should do next time is find someone who's not passionate and try to interview them so that we can see what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you in this hobby? Wala lang. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's been so nice to we kind of feed off the energy of yeah, our yeah. guests. Like, these two guys are super into cards yeah. and they really, they really know this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's something that just makes them happy. It's a passion. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's a hobby that's really... Um, Taken like I, I guess a life of its own in, in the best way possible. It's something that we need in the current situation we have, no? It's yeah. Something to take our minds off the pandemic, work, etc. Thanks, guys. 
Thank Thanks you for joining. Thank you so much.